This is Intercom Radio's Eye on Houston. My name is Mike Meltzer, joined to my right by Seth Payne and across Paul Gallant. We are part of Mad Radio every single morning, Monday through Friday, on Sports Radio 610 from 6 to 10 a.m. We have the pleasure of being joined right now in studio by David Malsby. He is the executive director of Camp Hope. David, good morning. How are you? Doing fantastic. Thank you for the opportunity to spend a couple of minutes with you guys. Well, thank you for joining us in studio. So I guess I'll kind of start like at the beginning, how you guys started, how you guys got involved uh, with everything you guys are doing right now. Well, here in Houston, we started nine years ago. Uh, we didn't own a paperclip and uh, just meeting veterans who were either homeless downtown or we'd go to veterans events around the city of Houston, find the guys that were kind of hanging on the outskirts, looked like they were struggling, try to strike up a conversation with them and Start working with them individually with what their PTSD symptoms were. And then, you know, you get three or four together and you've got your first group. Then six years ago, we opened the doors to Camp Hope, which if people are familiar with their organization, they typically know about Camp Hope because it's the part you can actually see, feel, taste, you know, walk on, all that kind of thing. And there we run a program that's about six months long uh, for our combat vets. And we're dealing with their PTSD specifically, but we deal with other symptoms as a result of that, the program costs them absolutely nothing while they are with us. We take care of everything, help them navigate the, the VA bureaucracy and go through all the nonsense that happens there sometimes. So it's a very complete, complex, hardworking program for the guys that come into it. And I, I've been out there. You guys do an amazing job, um, and it's really um it's just it's very uplifting what you're able to do and what you're trying to do um but you mentioned yeah it's not just treating the ptsd by the time guys come to you the ptsd has affected a lot of areas of their lives correct to the point where it's financial it's educational it's it's family issues correct by the time they get to us it's Generally speaking, it's the last stop. Hmm. Uh, many of the times, actually, they've already attempted suicide at some point in their in their life. Come to us straight from the psych ward of the VA or from some veterans court here in Houston or from around the country. Uh, so, yeah, they come to us. They're, they're the darkest, been in the worst places in their life, and they've burnt every single bridge by the time they get to us. And that's got to be a real challenge when someone has gotten to that point to get them back on that right path what is it that you guys do that allows people that have been through hell essentially to somehow find a way back towards any sense of normalcy which is probably something they haven't been able to see in a really long time yeah well one thing i hear very often from guys that have been on a program for you know a little bit a couple of months say for instance is it's the first when they walked onto our campus and walked into what we call a warrior group for the first time it's the first time they felt at home since they left the military. Because hmm. when they walk into that room, everyone in that room is a combat vet. They all have, whether it's Vietnam or Gulf War One or in Afghanistan, doesn't really matter. They all have been in combat. They are all dealing with the same issues. So they, for the first time, feel like they can share their experience and they feel what I'm feeling is all alone. I'm the only one that's ever felt this way. And then they walk in that room and start hearing other guys talk about the exact same thing. That, that's what brings the, a normalcy to it. It's one of the saddest things about it is you, you come home and you think you're home, but I can imagine, you know, no one else has any understanding of what you've been through. Well, so take the 23-year-old Marine that, you know, when he was 18, he signed up, ended up in Iraq, came back, and like, what do I do now? Yeah. I guess I'll go to school. 
So he signs up to go to college, and he goes and he's standing in line at the registrar, and there's an 18-year-old kid in front of him griping about somebody messed up their latte that morning (laughs) while he's still got buddies in Iraq, and he just feels so disconnected from what's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that you're doing during June, which is PTSD Awareness Month, um, is that you've created this pin, which you're kind enough to give us this. It's a really cool pin. Uh, Tell me exactly what the, the shield here signifies. So every part of the shield has some meaning to it. Uh, there's the stars and stripes, kind of one of the first things that people notice beyond the shield, obviously standing for the flag. The shield itself comes from the 91st Psalm, which you will hear a lot talked about within the military community, well, where it speaks of God being our refuge, and we talk about that in our groups. Uh, the five stars across the top of the shield represent the five military branches of uh, our uh, nation and uh, in the center is a cross which cross represents sacrifice these guys are very familiar with sacrifice and surrender but they have been taught in the military suck it up and drive on mm-hmm. now we're telling them you got to turn around and you have to surrender this guilt that you're carrying and uh, the guys that you didn't bring home you have to surrender that and give it up um, one of the things and and i know a lot of people are aware of how bad the suicide rate is among vets and that it's uh, estimated you lose one veteran every 65 minutes to PTSD. Um, I, I don't even know logistically how you guys do this, but it's really amazing. You have a suicide hotline, and when a, when a, when a vet calls the suicide hotline, he will speak to a combat veteran 24 hours a day? Absolutely. Combat vets can answer the phone. The importance of that is... Um, Many times when a guy will, will call a, a suicide crisis line, uh, who knows who's going to answer the phone and what their background is, but most likely it's not going to be a combat background. So if you're talking to a combat vet, there is, again, that shared experience, and they can say, hey, I've walked where you've walked, smelled what you smelled, lost what you've lost. I know the guilt that you're carrying right now. We can talk about this, and we can get them through that crisis moment over the phone And then as quickly as we can, we're going to get to them or get them to us. David Malsby is our guest. He is the executive director of Camp Hope. For people listening, can you give them a sense of, in the Houston area, how big of a need it is for what you guys do at Camp Hope? Well, the need is overwhelming, and we've just touched the hem of the garment, really. Uh, And we deal nationally, but here in Houston, we run uh, currently four different warrior groups across the area from Pasadena up through the woodlands. We were in them, obviously, at Camp Hope on Tuesday night and Thursday night that we open up to the community. Also on Thursday night, which I would like to mention briefly, is we we have veteran we have groups for the veterans' spouses and groups for their other family members. So there's a spouse-only group and there's a family group. And the reason that's important is many times Johnny comes home, he's got both his arms and his legs and both of his eyes. He looks fine. But he's struggling, and parents are just so glad Johnny came home that they enable bad behavior. Mm. And we have to teach them, here's what happened, here's why he's making the choices, here's why he's acting the way he's acting, and it's not about you, it's about what he's struggling with. It feels very personal, it sounds very personal, but it's all about what's going on. So we have to educate them what's going on, and then help them put in some common sense boundaries and how to hold those boundaries. It's helpful for their loved one as as he makes the reintegration process forward i talked to um one of the one of the younger couples that you have there and it was really interesting because they'd 
Um, they'd been married for 10 years, you know, the entire time he was deployed and he came back and, and she was telling me about what it was like those first few years afterwards. And it was just, I, I couldn't, I, I can't believe this, this woman's commitment to her husband. It was really amazing. But I sense that a, a big part of it is just what you mentioned. Family members understanding exactly like, okay, this is not the actual person doing this. This is the PTSD and somehow, you have to figure out a way to work all through this, and it takes it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. It's uh, the, the spouses they they deserve some kind of award because when they stick with that loved one while they're going through this process, it's it can be brutal. It, it absolutely can. Many times they're fearful for their safety, for the child's safety, and we have to help them through that process. Sometimes there needs to be some separation to provide the security and the safety. But we work with both parties while we're working through that. And, yeah, it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. So big tip of the hat to the spouses who stick with their loved one. Big tip of the hat to you guys, too. I mean, this it's important for resources like this to exist. And you mentioned a little bit ago, VA and bureaucracy and all this stuff. And everyone's, I think, heard stories about how that can be problematic but not as helpful as it needs to be for people coming home. And I know there are a lot of people out there that have family who have served both my grandfather's uncles, my cousin is going to be serving the military soon. This is close to everyone in some way, shape, or form. So I imagine you guys are looking for all the help that you guys can get. If someone wants to donate maybe or help out in a way like that, how would they go do that? Go about doing something like that? Well, there's a couple of ways where they can help. Obviously, financially, I mean, it takes money to turn the light bill, you know, the lights on. So we, we get a thing from reliant energy every month and it's not a thank you note for saving veterans lives it's something completely different than that so there's that part but also i tell folks whatever it takes to run your house from weed killer and ant killer to toilet paper and light bulbs and batteries inside and out whatever you need for your house i need times about 80 we have about 70 some odd veterans living with us right now and uh, it takes a lot. We feed them meals, uh, every meal. They've, they've got everything that they need. Many times they come in, they don't own a toothbrush or a clean pair of socks. So literally, whatever it takes to run your household, your family, I need it times 80. And uh, the, having been out there, it's it's a it's a great environment in an area where a lot of guys are going through a challenging thing. You can see how just somebody that, that needs some support and and wants to be around people that can at least understand their issues. These guys are there for each other, you know. And I like—I never served in the military, but I would imagine it, it, you walk in and it feels in some ways like their unit probably felt back when they were when they were in the military. And that's all those all those good and positive things that come from being in a group of men that you're serving with. They at least get that and that support, and then they have a they have a really cool gym too. Like I got excited <laughs> about the gym. That's a that's a badass gym. Um, and, uh, nice, yeah. And uh, like anybody, look, phys- exercise is probably one of the best things you can do for mental health. And these are a lot of young guys that maybe have gotten away from working out um, to see to see their eyes light up when they're talking about their workouts and what they do and asking the questions. Uh, you, you can see exactly how much energy you're putting back into their lives. But just from also talking to david and other people um that work on the the fundraising side of things if you're listening right now and you know your your company um gets involved with charities is looking for anything uh, this is a great one um the ptsdusa.org uh it's it, it is a really easy way for you or your company to drop by with a load of fertilizer with a load of weed killer um all those simple and basic things when they're when they're building something new 
it's not even a monetary thing. It's like, hey, buy us. We need twenty gallons of paint, um, and you can really see and feel exactly where your donation's going. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. This community that we live here in Houston, uh, some of the most generous, caring people. It's been proven over and over again. Uh, we are a grass, grassroots program. We don't receive government funding, so we are totally dependent on our community. Our organization does not run a single fundraiser. We don't organize one. We don't run one. We don't have a staff for that. We don't spend money on that. That's companies, small and large, say, hey, we'll do our you know, tournament or our golf tournament fundraiser for our company. We'll give you the, the funds for that or whatever they, that they do as a company to do to raise funds. They but raise you don't them have for any us. overhead for your actual uh, Our overhead's very small. You, you can look at all our financial information on our website. The 990 shows from our 2016, our 2017 uh, audits going on right now, but 2016 audit shows uh, 96% of your donation goes straight to saving lives. David, what about if someone is uh, is a veteran or knows somebody who's a veteran who's struggling? How do they get in contact with you and get involved? The veteran in crisis can call our crisis line okay. anytime, 877-717-7873. It's 877-717-7873. Uh, a lot of them like to go to our website, get to check us out, see some uh, videos of some of our guys that have come through our program, telling about what it was like for them, uh, or call our office, 832-912-4429, to speak with one of our mentors. And again, that crisis uh, hotline number is 877-717-7873. It is Camp Hope. And also, uh, for more information on the PTSD Foundation of America, ptsdusa.org. Again, PTSD usa.org ptsdusa.org david thank you very much for joining us in the studio thank you guys for the opportunity love to have you all out we'll feed you well while you're there oh absolutely we would oh, yeah, love that's to do the that. other part of it yeah i went out when they had a uh, barbecue after a oh. charity ride and it was uh, it was not bad at all yeah i would love i would absolutely love to go i feel selfish saying it just for the no, food no, no. i want to come out and I'll <laughs> come break bread with us man we'll have a good time david malsby he is the executive director of camp hope uh, this is intercom radios i on houston right here uh where mike seth and paul you can listen to us mad radio on sports radio 610 every single morning monday through friday from 6 to 10 a.m it is intercom radios i on houston